Good morning, everyone. Hello, can you hear me? I am Deb Creer. I'm the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And with me today, this is so cool, it's actually somebody back in Denver. You know, you got to love this. I'm in Atlanta. The station's in Denver. My guest is in Denver. You know, we just do everything here. Um, anyhow, join me in welcoming Patrice Barker. I'm sorry, Barber. But welcome, Patrice. Hey, Deb. Thanks very much. Great, great. You know, it's been a while since I've seen you, probably since I was, you know, living in Denver. So it's great that we can touch base and talk to the fabulous uh, listeners today. Before we do, let me tell people who are unfamiliar with you a little bit about you. Patrice Barber is a serial entrepreneur and widely acclaimed national speaker on CXM, which is Client Experience Management. We're going to learn more about that. Starting with just $450 and a dream of working in Colorado as an entrepreneur, Patrice has built and sold multiple startup operations, exceeding the $5 million mark, and is currently the CEO of TaylorMade eMarketing. To date, her clients span three continents. She has presented as a keynote speaker to over 1,100 executives and leadership teams. With over eight years of experience in corporate America, and 13 years as a serial entrepreneur building both domestic and international teams, she has learned firsthand what to delegate, what to automate, and how to simplify business. And I think that's absolutely key for what we need to be talking about today. Patrice is big on giving back as an active mentor and contributor to local and global entrepreneur programs. She was selected as a board advisor for Colorado Office of Economic Development in 2012, TaylorMade eMarketing was selected by the U.S. government to provide expertise in entrepreneurship for the transition assistance program for veterans coming into the civilian workforce. She plays classical piano, speaks Arabic and French, scuba dives, climbs 14ers, travels with her husband and sons to exotic locales and beaches, and she guests on Mile High Radio. So great. Welcome again, Patrice. Thank you so much, Deb. That was quite the intro. Oh, you know, I, I love my guests. They all have such fascinating background stories. And, you know, the, the cool thing is they have learned from experience and now are able to pass that knowledge on to people who maybe are just starting out in business, especially as an entrepreneur, or, uh, you know, just might need some, some tips and techniques. I think it's funny, you know, that the stats are showing more and more that people are becoming entrepreneurs. They're either transitioning out of corporate America by choice or well, not by choice, but they're going out on their own. Um, I've been out on my own now, oh, good golly, 18 years, I guess, and I love it. You know, I wouldn't go back into corporate America for anything, but at the same point, there's so many things that we don't know, especially when we're starting out, and we get inundated with suggestions from other people and you know, if we're reading things on LinkedIn, online, on Facebook, all those things, you know, pretty soon people just throw up their hands and say, what the heck, we can't do this any longer. So, you know, it's great to have someone like you who is so experienced and so knowledgeable in this field. Why, thanks. I love uh, being able to uh, take on that role as you're talking about that mentoring role. And it's so exciting to watch, especially young women coming into the workforce, um, choosing to be entrepreneurs and step out and take a different path. Uh, I love it. Mm -hmm. It's so exciting and love to be able to be on shows like this to help foster that um, 
that initiative, if you will. Cool, cool. Well, you know, let's just jump right into this because your experience really is in e-marketing and how to combine traditional marketing and digital marketing to really make them work together. Um, You know, obviously I teach people how to use social media, which is just a part of what you do. And it makes me pull my hair up when I'm talking to someone and whether they're an entrepreneur or a business person or business owner or whatever, and they say, I'm only going to use Facebook or I'm only, and I'm like, oh, no, because it's all part of an entire package that that people have to put together. So, you know, how do you walk, say, a brand new entrepreneur through the process of deciding what they're going to do and and how they're really going to, to reach people? That's a great question. Um, so the way that we start is is first understanding where they're at right now, what they are doing, what they're willing to okay. do. Um, as you mentioned, if you run into someone who says, well, I'm only going to, uh, there's an immediate sort of educational hurdle that we have to get over to help them understand why the only one solution is not going to be the magic silver bullet that's going to do it for them. So there's a bit of education that can be involved. And so we start with where are you at now? And mm-hmm. and then from there, all of our clients, uh, we outline what we call a communications calendar. Other people might, might have heard of it as an editorial calendar. And that mm-hmm. helps to set the foundation for the direction of their business and their marketing specifically to support their business goals. So one of the key questions we, we like to ask is, how much are you planning to grow in revenue this year or new sales or new clients, some kind of a number that they they can hold on to and we can hold on to so that we measure ourselves against that. And that's okay. a very important component as well is figuring out what um, are, what are realistic and, and measurable goals and then how will we go about meeting those goals and tracking against them. So once we've got that communications calendar and that's going to have things in it like What's the um, email topic that we're going to be talking about? Is there uh, something cyclical in that person's business about their, um, are there trade shows that they always go to or that they're planning to go to that we want to be talking about in those emails? And can we write a blog post about that? And then how can we use social media to connect people from a short little snippet that helps them understand some key point? back to that Mm -hmm. blog post or from the email back to the blog post. And so we weave all of those things together and we do that on their behalf because a lot of times the technology is is what we found uh, got in the way of many Mm -hmm. of people, uh, many business owners who are getting started down that path of digital marketing and being successful. So so that's kind of the, the starting point is just those first key questions, communications calendar, and then laying that out across the three, six-month, 12-month view if they are willing to think that far out into their business. And it keeps them moving with future pacing and moving forward in their business instead of focusing too much on what didn't happen last month, which is another big um, mental hurdle that sometimes we put in front of ourselves, a big obstacle that the best way to remove it is focus to the future and then keep yourself moving in that direction and measuring mm-hmm. up towards the new goals. Right. Well, and, you know, you've, you've mentioned the word several times, and that's the word goals. You know, so many business people, and I don't care if they're, you know, just starting out or have been in business for many years, they don't have goals. And it's really hard to actually accomplish something if you don't have a target that you're aiming for. 
Um, there's a, a great networking group down here in Atlanta that I'm part of called The Connectors. And we decided, um, it's a fairly small group. We've got 18 members. And we um, decided that we're going to have big, hairy, audacious goals. So be eggs um, and tell them to the group. And then every quarter follow up with that. So then the group holds us accountable. And part of the concept was with the big, hairy, audacious goal that it's a little scary. You know, instead of saying I'm going to do five of something, say I'm going to do 50 of something. Now, it can't be unattainable because, you know, when you don't make it, then, you know, that's, that's very depressing. But I think that the part that I really wanted to emphasize is that we told them to someone else and then we're going to do follow up and, and people will hold us accountable. Um, so do you find that that really helps with people is when they, they tell what those goals are and then you can follow up with them? Absolutely. That, that's absolutely key to it. And one step further that we take it is actually having them write those goals down. <clears throat> and then we capture, capture those goals as well into the right. documents that we use to talk with them on a monthly basis. The other thing we found was, that was really important to keeping them on their, their path for their e-marketing and marketing in general and business growth as well was having a conversation with them. We meet with our clients twice um, a month to make sure that we can talk to them about the goals. Typically, we put that tracking in place for them. But even for solopreneurs who are trying to do um, a bit of things on their own, certainly they can put things in place to track themselves and see mm-hmm. how am I doing against the goals. The other key that right. I think you're you're kind of alluding to there is um, setting one, you know, one to maximum of three really big business goals as opposed mm-hmm. to, five to 10, which by anything after three, we find people can't really wrap their brains around it. And the team doesn't do a very good job either of being clear about what exactly are we going to deliver. So keeping it simple. And I love Mm -hmm. your idea about talking, telling that out loud to somebody else who's going to then later ask you about that. How'd that go for you? And the Mm -hmm. big thing is, as you said, it, it, you know, maybe you make it, maybe you don't, uh, but the big trick to being an entrepreneur in particular is pivoting quickly. Let it go right. and move on to the next mm-hmm. thing. doesn't mean, you you know, maybe you figure out a way to achieve that goal a little bit um, uh, in a be- better defined way or a little more precisely for the next quarter. But don't don't allow yourself to dwell on it too long and get depressed mm-hmm. about it. That, that really undermines you. So right. pick it, do it, and move on it. Move quick. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think what's important is in that review process, as you mentioned, you're really looking at what worked, why it didn't work, you know, what you have to tweak. You know, maybe, uh, you know, you, you did shoot too high and you realize, okay, 50 is not doable, but 20 is doable of, you know, whatever it is. And, you know, then you're able to, to step back. And plus, then in that process, you're able to think, okay, well, we used e-newsletters and this was the result. We used Facebook, and this was the result. We used LinkedIn, and this was the result. You know, all of those various things. And then you can go back and and track those also. That's so key. You're absolutely right, Deb. The the tracking part and being able to see the results uh, and understanding what kind of results to look for is crucial in being able to figure out, am I making any headway? Am I getting any traction out of this? So often we find that our business owners want to talk about – 
Well, yes, I sent out some emails, uh, and I even sent it out to a list of, oh, I don't know, 1,200 or 500 or Mm -hmm. some number. But then they don't really look to see, did that email actually get opened by X number of people, by any number? What percentage is that? Do I have a consistent number? And then more importantly, did those people engage with my email after they opened it by clicking through to something else? So those are those fine points that we like to put on their e-marketing to really help them understand that the end result is not about creating social media posts or creating emails or even getting them out there. It's about how can we get those people to then engage back with us and help us to um, work with them and share our value with them and then ultimately have a new client and get paid for it. So that's, right. to me, the ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think so many people take that first step. They get those numbers. You know, they say, oh, I have a 1,000 fans on Facebook or I'm connected with 500 people on LinkedIn or, you know, my, I have 20 subscribers to my blog or 2,000 subscribers to my blog, and then they don't go any further. Um, you know, I, I tell people all the time, it's not the quantity, it's the quality. You know, having 10,000 followers on Twitter seems like a nice number, but if 9,999 of those people are never going to do anything to benefit me, then they're not the right people to be connected with. Exactly. That is so true. And it, and it's really challenging, I think, for business owners to understand um, <clears throat> what should happen after I have those friends and fans and connections. What, what should I be doing? LinkedIn is a, is a right. great example for us. We're very B2B focused with our particular uh, practice and the types of clients that we work with. And mm-hmm. for us, LinkedIn is a huge um, right. revenue generator. And, mm-hmm. and that comes from not just, as you were saying, making the connections, but there has to be some active engagement on mm-hmm. the part of our client, and, and oftentimes we do that on their behalf because they, mm-hmm. A, don't understand quite how to do it and or B, mm-hmm. don't have right. the time to do it and they prefer to pay mm-hmm. to have it done. But but the point is somebody's got to engage with those connections, reach out, and request a meeting with them. And, and it's just amazing when you request that meeting in a proper way how many people will respond and say, sure, I'll have a phone conversation with you to talk mm-hmm. about X, Y, and Z that relates to me because I can see the benefit in it for me. Um, and from there, helping our clients to move towards getting new business and, you know, new leads out of it. Typically, they're getting 10 to 20 leads per month out of that type of activity. Right. So it can be very productive, as you said, when they actually do something with it, engage, <laughs> have a conversation. Right. You know, and, and it's all about building those relationships with people. And, you know, it's not always just, hey, buy for me, buy for me, buy for me. And, you know, people who listen to my program know that I say that all the time. It is about, you know, building those relationships. Um, you know, and, and my guess is that's kind of along the lines of what your CXM means as opposed to just your traditional CRM. So, you know, I, I don't want to talk about that right now because we're getting ready to take a break. And I know that's going to take a little bit longer. But, you know, it's, it's interesting that, it, you know, so many people tend to get overwhelmed with it and they stop. Is that one of the things that, that you find? I, I find that um, the, uh, overwhelm is probably a part of it, but more often they don't see results from it 
in a in the time that they expect to see results, and that's ah. oftentimes what we see is the reason mm-hmm. why they'll not really pursue some some social media channel, email marketing mm-hmm. channel, internet marketing channel um, very deeply because right. they a did not realize how deeply they needed to go to begin with, and then b mm-hmm. they don't get the results, and then c they they attribute it and say, well look I I did I, I did that Facebook thing and nothing happened, so I'm done with that. Right. I'm not going to waste time on it. Right. So I think it's the combination of um, not getting results is the big driving factor and mm-hmm. and then the overwhelming nature of the time that can be required if you don't have a system in place, if you're not systematic about what you're doing, if you don't use any kind of automation or tools mm-hmm. to help you in any way, um, then it can certainly be a time-consuming thing. And if you clearly, mm-hmm. if you don't get results, you're not going to... Um, want to continue down that path. That's kind of right. human nature there. You know, and, and that comes back to exactly what you were saying. You have to analyze it. You know, if you did a post, you know, every Monday on LinkedIn, a post every Tuesday on Facebook, you know, an email newsletter that goes out every Wednesday, you know, so on and so on. And then if you're not tracking back to see how those worked, you really are spinning your wheels um, and you get frustrated. And and I think people also need to dig deeper. You know, maybe they sent out that email and they sent it out at 10 in the morning. Well, you know, if they sent it out in the afternoon or the evening, maybe it would get a higher open rate. Um, you know, and, and I think that's where sometimes business owners tend to really fall down is, you know, they, they don't have time to do it. So that's why it's, it's great to work with somebody like you because you can suggest all of those things to them. Exactly. And and not only suggest them, but we put it down in a written plan so that we all mm-hmm. don't forget right. because mm-hmm. we all have our senior moments regardless of our mm-hmm. age and we tend to sort of let life get in the way and then we don't do things according to a plan because we didn't create right. a plan for ourselves. Right. So that's the big um, advantage of having someone else kind of guiding uh, business owners is that there can be a plan. And even if we just put the strategies together to begin with, there's oftentimes an admin or someone like that who can help make that sort of thing happen mm-hmm. um, when there's a plan to work to and the content's already created. Then, then right. it gets a lot right. easier. Cool. Um, well, we are going to go ahead and, and take a break. And when we come back, I want to talk about the difference between CXM and what we're more used to hearing about, which is CRM. Um, I am Deb Creer, and I'm talking with... Patrice Barber on Mile High Radio. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. I'm not ashamed to say. Have you ever wondered how you could make a difference in someone's life? What if you could help hundreds or even thousands of children? Students in the U.S. rank 32nd in world math skills. It's time for our children to catch up. Become an owner of one of the world's fastest-growing franchises, Mathnasium. Mathnasium is the leading math-only learning center in the U.S. Imagine helping hundreds, even thousands of students in your community improve in school and raise their self-esteem. Call us at 800-783-0798. That's 800-783-0798. This is the 
worst weather we've seen in quite some time, folks, and I don't see any end in sight. People have been calling in from across the state complaining their basements are flooding. They need the waterproofing solutions from Basement Systems. If you want a dry basement or crawl space that will weather any kind of storm, you need the patented solution from Basement Systems. With a lifetime warranty, it's customized for your basement. I'm predicting this storm front's heading your way. Call 800-330-1872 for a free estimate or visit basementradiooffer.com. If you're diabetic, this message could change your life. Is your blood sugar out of control even when you do all the right stuff? Are you afraid of diabetic blindness and the risk of amputation, as well as all those other side effects? Well, you should be. Is there anything that could help manage your blood sugar? Nobetes is a natural supplement that may quickly and dramatically lower your blood sugar. My name is Bob Corder. I've been using Nobetes for about three and a half to four months now. And in the first three months, I've actually lowered my blood sugars from 500 down to 139, and then it dropped to 88 to 93. My name is Kirsten. I'm a type 1 diabetic, and while taking Nobetes, my blood sugar levels dropped from 295 to 115 in just one day. The FDA hasn't evaluated these statements, and Nobetes isn't intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. But for many, it's helped drop their blood sugar. So if you've been evaluated with high blood sugar, don't delay. Evaluate Nobetes now. Call 800-557-9317 and get two bottles free. Just cover shipping and handling. Call 800-557-9317. That's 800-557-9317. marketing an international inbound marketing firm and before we go any further patrice tell people how they find you and your company online absolutely um, so they can find us at taylormadeemarketing.com and something that we have as a very special gift for folks who are listening in today is when they drop by that um, homepage on the website they can grab a free copy of the seven ways to get more online leads uh, but again right. taylormadeemarketing.com Perfect, perfect. And, of course, Patrice has all of her links to social media on those pages so that you can find her on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Twitter, and all those other great places, including Google+. Plus. You know, got to love that. Um, but let's, let's jump back into this because we're used to hearing about CRM, which is Client Relations Management. And Patrice talks about Client Experience Management. So first, Patrice, explain to us just briefly what traditional CRM is and why the CXM is so much better. Great question. So CRM is is something that is a phrase that's been used to define how businesses um, use particular strategies to understand and anticipate and then respond to the needs of their prospects and or mm-hmm. current customers or sus- converting suspects into prospects and customers. Mm-hmm. So an example of a CRM tool or database might be like ACT or some people use Outlook or things like that, okay. which the, the essence of it is that it helps you to remember who you reached out to. Um, mm-hmm. It does, like in the in the case of ACT or something like that, uh, tools like that that are simpler tools, been around for 
couple decades, um, mm-hmm. they will allow you to capture notes about, I made a phone call to this person, mm-hmm. I had coffee with them then, and my next step is this. And so it right. helps people mm-hmm. to manage the um, prospecting sales process, you know, marketing to sales mm-hmm. conversion there. The it's that old particular between, file that we used to talk about. Yes, exactly. Could be, yeah. A lot of people might use, uh, you know, sticky notes on their desk to remind them as well, and that could be <laughs> the simplest form of mm-hmm. of customer or client relations management. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you take it a step further into today's marketplace, if you look at what's going on in the marketplace, um, there's a big shift in the control of the transaction, and, and that is shifting from the seller to the buyer. So our buyers are out there searching the internet and they're researching before they ever walk into the store, pick up the phone, mm-hmm. or even, you know, do any kind of engagement with a particular brand or company or person that may want to sell them their services and or uh, products. So the buyer is much more in control than they ever used to be. So mm-hmm. the reason that there's been this evolution into customer or client experience management is because now we have to, to switch our thinking about the person to whom we're going to share our value with, and we have to really um, manage the experience well beyond just that single transaction to be all of the experiences across all the different touch points and the different channels between that prospective customer and us as the brand or business. And it has to go the duration of the relationship because um, there's so much more competition. And and this is really great news, frankly, for small business owners, which is why we love being in that small to mid-tier business space because the playing field has really been leveled for small business owners. If they can adapt quickly to the concept of CXM, and manage their client's experience in engaging with them and their business and their brand by using social media, by using email marketing, by using internet marketing. And by that, I mean specifically things like um, uh, opt-in forms, a place of mm-hmm. form on a website page where a person can oh, okay. enter their name and email and get things back and have an autoresponder that comes back to them that says, here, thanks for, for grabbing that. Here's something else you might mm-hmm. want. That's what I term, I put in the box of internet marketing. When they bring those things together, and if I'm able to see um, as a salesperson on a dashboard, oh, Deb Creer opened my email, and she opened it two or three times, and then she went to that other page over there, and she opened that thing there, and then she grabbed that too. Must be Deb is really interested in what I'm doing, so I better pick up the phone and, you know, have a conversation with Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. So that's the difference. Well, and it's funny because in a lot of ways, that sounds like it's more work, but in the long run, it's less work because you're spending time on true prospects as opposed to just the hundred, you know, people who clicked the like button or, you know, the 700 people that you sent your email to who, you know, really might not care. That's a great point. That's exactly it is you really do understand once you create the system that makes those things work, it's a build it Mm -hmm. once and reuse it a hundred times kind of a concept. And so what it really does um, for the sales part of the business is links marketing 
directly over to sales, which is a whole nother innovative concept not really been done. If you think about business mm-hmm. traditionally, your marketing it has always been the well, I'm going to do some advertising and I'm going to hope the phone rings or that more people come in the mm-hmm. store, but I don't really know if the billboard I put up did that or mm-hmm. if the mailers I sent out did that or if something else that I might have done caused right. that response. But mm-hmm. in this case, you can actually track exactly every single campaign and mm-hmm. what results are coming in from each and it's a lot less expensive than the traditional mm-hmm. marketing has been. And it can make, if you want to continue with traditional marketing, like we still advocate using direct mail pieces, but we only send them to highly qualified um, right. prospects that we mm-hmm. know um, their email address is working, their names correctly there, the address has been verified. And so it's going to A, get to them, and B, they've already expressed some kind of an interest. Mm-hmm in another way. And then in that way, the direct mail piece, um, we can increase the the effectiveness from the traditional one to two percent to right. something like, you know, four or five percent, which is mm-hmm. doubling right. and tripling the results on the on mm-hmm. that return on that investment. Mm-hmm. Well and you know, I, I love direct mail. Um and, and like you, people need to still continue using it. It's funny, you know, how many pieces we still get every single day. And some of them actually catch my attention because, you know, it's a a cute picture or, you know, something like that. But almost never is it something I actually care about. And, you know, so in between the process of walking from the mailbox into the trash can, I go, oh, cute or fun or innovative, and then away it goes. So really stopping and thinking about, you know, making sure that I should receive that as opposed to, not getting it and not wasting that money. I mean, that's very important. Yes, and it's it's a lot like um, what people may be starting to experience when they're doing their internet searches and then they begin mm-hmm. to see um, banner ads that are delivered up to their screen that happen to be relevant mm-hmm. to the things that they were looking for before. And mm-hmm. And while that feels a little bit like Big Brother, on the other hand, if you're actually looking for something, it can be very helpful for other people in the marketplace who have those things to mm-hmm. be presented to you, and then you don't have to try so hard to find them. Um, right. So there's just an amazing amount of, of ways in which that whole customer client experience management can be um, leveraged to the benefit mm-hmm. of the business owner in, in really capturing the attention of their audience in the Internet world. And that's mm-hmm. kind of the new and innovative part of it, too, is that the right. original CRM was geared towards the traditional um, pick up the phone, have a coffee, you know, have set meetings, things like that, um, whereas the customer experience management piece, client experience management, is really focused on how do you leverage the power of the Internet to mm-hmm. to do a little bit more of the Calling out, as you were pointing out, of the suspects in 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 creating actual prospects, and how do we mm-hmm. help them self-select to say now's not the time for me, so let's not either of us waste the time on it, or I actually am quite interested, and that sounds mm-hmm. like something I want to know more about. Right. Well, and the internet itself has really or is really working to get that down to a science. Um, you know, it's interesting when I'm on Facebook and I type, you know, hey, had a great meal at such and such restaurant. And then over in the, the ads, there comes up ads about another restaurant similar to that in the area. 
or, you know, hey, I like this, this new pair of shoes I got. Well, then a Zappos ad appears. And, you know, you're right. It is, it is a little big brotherish. And I've seen people who have actually decided they're not going to be on Facebook because that scares them off. And, and I told them, I said, you know, have you not noticed that when you search for something on Google, then the ads in some other websites come up the same? I said, you know, it's, it's all, they're all playing that same game. You know, they're not going to waste their money <laughs> showing you an ad that, that you have no intention of clicking on. Um, you know, and, and they're getting it down more and more into a really good, finite process. Right. That's exactly right. And, and you know, I, I can understand people who didn't grow up in the environment of the Internet mm-hmm. and with social media and things of that sort being a little wary about the whole thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I get that completely, and I, and I think that that's just something where over time and, you know, with positive experiences, uh, they'll probably come around to it and decide that, that the benefits outweigh uh, the negatives of it. Mm-hmm. So hopefully mm-hmm. that'll be where they'll go with that concept. Well, and it really does tie everything together. You know, I, I noticed the other day I have an Android phone, which, you know, for those who, who don't know, Google owns Android. Um, and so that's why, you know, some, some of those really tie together and why it wants you to, to use Google as the search engine and yada, yada, yada. I noticed when I search for, say, a local restaurant on my desktop system, it appears on my phone, the directions. I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) The first couple of times that happened, that was really strange. Um, And then I realized, okay, the two are just making nice and playing together. And, you know, Google realized that, you know, I was looking for X restaurant. Well, then I was probably going to use the GPS on my phone. So, hello, we'll just make it much easier for you. Yep, that's exactly right. Google and Google Plus and YouTube and and then your your Google Maps on your on your mobile mm-hmm. devices. That's that's right. so true. The interesting thing for business for business owners to be aware of is some some good stats that uh, you know eighty five percent of executives do still communicate with email and forty two percent of executives check those emails on their mobile devices. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that you're right. bringing up the mobile mobile arena as well. We mm-hmm. often tend to think just in terms of your laptop, but the reality of it is things are shifting very, very quickly to mobile mm-hmm. devices, be that um, your your iPad, your um, tablet, which is the Google version of that, or the Android version of that, or your, you know, your Android phone or your, you know, your iPod for that matter. You can access mm-hmm. an amazing amount of things. The other key thing to keep in mind is that 48% of executives are making buying decisions after watching informational videos, things on YouTube. And Mm -hmm. so the importance of having a brand's presence on uh, YouTube, having videos Mm -hmm. to help with communicating the message, and again, this goes back to that whole client experience management, that, that it isn't sufficient to just reach out in one or, you know, one or two ways, pick up the phone and send an email mm-hmm. anymore. Right. It just isn't, it's not sufficient to um, establish the relationship. People are so inundated in their world with so many things that there's a lot of filtering out that they do. And so to put yourself on the inside, you really have to tap into a multitude of channels because different people like different channels. And it's important Mm -hmm. to remember that 
each of us tends to stay on our favored channel. So if I'm an email Mm -hmm. person, I'm going to really be on my emails. But there's other people who are fantastically uh, connected in through their Facebook page, and they hardly read email. And, And I have people that work on our team who I do much better at communicating with through a Facebook post than I do mm-hmm. through right. email. It is, and for me, of course, it's a little annoying because I'm, I'm frustrated that I can't connect with them on email, but it's something that mm-hmm. we all have to learn to accept. Yep. And then there's others who really prefer a text message. There are clients that we have mm-hmm. that will respond in minutes to their text message, whereas mm-hmm. send them an email and you're lucky to hear back in three days. And it's just mm-hmm. about, you know, their convenience factor and, and what works best for them in the world that they're now living in. And those are not young people, by the way. Those are people over 45 right. mm-hmm. years of age mm-hmm. who love those text messages. They've learned mm-hmm. to adapt into that. So, so right. I think you bring up a really great point about that whole communications piece there. Well, and some of it is time of day. You know, there are people who maybe they don't have access to their email in the evenings on weekends. And and so communicating with them by text message or through Facebook, you know, if you want to reach them at, say, 9 o'clock on a Saturday evening, you're going to text them. Or, you know, you know that they're on Facebook. You're going to send something there. So I think that's where people really do need to experiment. Um, And then it comes back to exactly what we were saying at the start. You have to measure that. Um, But, you know, as you just said, it can't just be one. You know, you absolutely have to look at all the various places, Um, you know, and and video to me is so important. You know, it comes down to that, you know, developing a relationship with somebody. And if I've got a static ad for, you know, say a product, and then I've got a video of somebody demonstrating the product. I'm going to more than likely at least initially choose the, the video because there was that person and, and I know them, you know, I, I saw them, you know, as opposed to, eh, you know, it took me 10 seconds to read that ad and that was boring and the video just kind of made it much more interesting for me. That's so true. And and you do feel a lot more um, authentic about that, that ad, the, the video that you view. Mm-hmm. It's a, people feel that it's a lot harder to fake a testimonial or fake a person inside of a video and being able Mm -hmm. to get that eye-to-eye connection. There's nothing quite like that to help strengthen Mm -hmm. the relationship. The other key thing that I think you were, you were alluding to there is um, that it has to be, our focus as business owners has to be customer-centric. We really yeah. have to focus on what is the customer wanting to get at this moment in time and where do they want to get it, how do they want mm-hmm. to get it, all those things, and thinking about it and, and really creating what we call personas or individual mm-hmm. um, customer images, if we will, ideal customer types, and thinking about them in terms of, is this a guy? Is he a six-figure earner? Does he drive a Lexus or is he driving mm-hmm. a, you know, a Subaru? Is he, what what kind of uh, shoes does he wear? Where does he like to read his, his reading mm-hmm. materials from? And with all of that great information, then um, building that whole CXM that client experience management system to reach out to the customer in ways that they're really enjoying getting the information is Mm -hmm. what works in today's marketplace from a marketing perspective. And it generates those inbound leads, people raising their hands and saying, oh, I would like this or I'd like more information about this. And it makes really the salesperson's job is 
very much in transition as well in terms of how mm-hmm. do I um, respond to people instead of trying to beat down their door. Right. A whole different game. Well, we are going to take our, our last break, and when we come back, let's let's take this further. Let's talk about how we have that sales funnel, and we and we start with somebody who is maybe not even a warm lead, but we get them all the way down to, hello, I want to spend money with you, or at least refer you to someone else, you know, that, that might want to spend money with you. So we'll talk about that when we come back. I am Deb Creer, and I'm talking with Patrice Barber, and we're on Mile High Radio. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. I'm not ashamed to say. 150 million people suffer from headaches. All you want is for the pounding in your head to stop. Migralex stops the pounding. Migralex was developed by a neurologist and founder of the New York Headache Center. I'm neurologist Dr. Alex Mauskop. After studying and researching the human brain for 25 years, I've developed Migralex, which eliminates pounding headaches. It works for my patients, and I'm so convinced it will work for you. I don't just guarantee it. I put my name on it. Dr. Mauskop's Migralex gets rid of headaches fast without harsh caffeine, sodium, or preservatives. Migralex works unbelievably fast and... And it's gentle on my stomach. Find out how to get your free bottle of Migralex. Call 800-547-6279. Plus, if you're one of the first 100 callers, you'll also receive the Migralex Quick Tips to Headache Relief absolutely free. That's 800-547-6279. Or go to MigralexRelief.com. M-I-G-R-A-L-E-X Relief.com. Or call 800-547-6279. Hey, everyone. Have you heard about the no-no hair removal device that's sweeping the globe? If you want to go weeks without shaving, and get smooth, professional, quality results. Here's our favorite host, Cheryl, for No-No Hair Removal. Thanks. Hey, gals, I love talking about my No-No. It's this cute little hair removal system that you can take with you and use almost anywhere at home or on the road. No more expensive in-office treatments, painful waxing, and no more wasting your valuable time. Got unwanted facial hair? No-No has patented Thermacon technology that works on all hair and skin colors, so it's perfect for using on all Body parts, and now you can take advantage of this incredible risk-free trial. Get the no-no, the facial kit, a travel case, and a $100 discount shopping card, and you don't risk a penny to try it. Try the incredible no-no hair completely risk-free. Call 1-800-953-8386. That's 800-953-8386. 800-953-8386. My are back. I'm Deb Creer, and I'm talking with Patrice Barber. And this is a great conversation today, whether you're a budding entrepreneur or somebody who's been in business for years and years and years, because sometimes, you know, we, we spin our wheels and we think, why didn't that work? Um, and, you know, we've been talking about having goals and, and all of those things and, and making sure that we track those goals. And I love this. You know, I'm, I'm, of course, sitting here in front of Facebook, and a friend of mine just posted, a goal without a plan is just a wish. 
And I think that, yeah, it really did. It came across 15 seconds ago. And I think that really is what this comes down to. You know, you have to have a plan. So, Patrice, let's talk about the sales funnel. You know, it's it's changed over the years. It did used to be that we could reach out to thousands and thousands of people, just, you know, blast everybody with emails and blast them with direct mail and things would trickle in. And we can't do that anymore. So, you know, walk us through the process of how to have a successful sales funnel. That's um, that's a really tricky proposition in this day and age. And, and you're right. Uh, you cannot do the blast thing without having a clear next step. Otherwise, not much happens from it. And traditionally, what we used to do was maybe blast that email out and it just said, call us at the office at right. best, mm-hmm. if it even had that on it. So the first step in your in your sales funnel is every step needs to have a CTA or call to action. So even if you're putting out, and, and there's a variety of ways, but we kind of break this down into three aspects of the sales funnel. The first one mm-hmm. is connecting. The second one is converting. And the third one is cultivating. So connect, convert, mm-hmm. cultivate. And when we're doing the connecting part, that's kind of an outbound outreach. And we do that through things like press releases, But every press release we have is going to have a link in it, and it can have multiple links on inside of those when they are digital press releases that links Mm -hmm. back to specific pages on the client's website. Then we also might use um, blog post articles that we put out onto other blog blog forums on behalf of Mm -hmm. a client, and those, too, are going to always have a clear next step that a person should be taking once they've read the article, and that step is going to include a link um, directly back to their website to a specific page. Sometimes it's called a landing page where it's a really, really specific thing that we only want them to do one thing on that page, and they're on a landing page. There is no menu functionality on that page, so a person Mm -hmm. landing there really has to make a choice. Yes, I want to move on and find out more or no, I'm I'm really not interested. And then social media posts, as you know, um, all of those really, uh, you know, given that there should be a mix and we have a real prescribed mix of what we find that works best with clients and being, as you talked about at the very beginning, overly pushy and salesy about here's my offer, my offer, my offer is uh, going to fall upon deaf ears very quickly. So if you Mm -hmm are doing things that are engaging and have fun quotes and, and cute images that that are, are captivating and make people say, huh, I wonder what that's about. That's that's crucial in a social media post, which of course is relationship based. It's not it's not going to be a quick means to a sales uh, closing of a sales deal. It's about getting them engaged in a conversation and so leading them from a social media post to a blog article where they can get into the broader conversation is a good strategy to keep them moving forward or even keeping them on their social media uh, channel where you have an extra tab that they can write on Facebook, for example, or even in LinkedIn on your page, um, in a LinkedIn profile for your business page, you can have a little form that's embedded in there, a little widget that says, give us your name and email and we'll give you this. Or um, mm-hmm. here's a quick download that you can just grab. And sometimes it's nice, even though you're not, you're missing the opportunity to do list building when you don't collect their name and email, 
just getting them to do that extra little step of engagement, and then they can find mm-hmm. out more about you. Now, when we send them a something, uh, if they do click through on something, the next part of that sales funnel on the convert part, after they've gotten to some kind of a, a secondary page, is they're going to get a, a set of emails that are, we create these emails ahead of time. They're designed to feel very personal. They have the person's name in it several places, oftentimes in the subject line. So it feels like somebody wrote that email to them directly uh-huh. and not like mm-hmm. it's an automated um, response. But in fact, we do create them as automated responses. I've had amazing results, sometimes as high as 50% open rates on these things, um, mm-hmm. which it, and it gives the person a little bit more information, maybe another item to think about in the the topic along the lines of the topic they originally had, or it might um, give them a video to look at. As you mentioned, that's a great way to, to get them to a next step. And it always, always, always has that um, next call to action of uh, reply to this email for a, you know, a demo or um, sketch, schedule a time here or uh, reply with a time or call us, you know, and you give them a multitude of options at the mm-hmm. very, you know, beginning and the end of, a, of an email in, the, in that sequence as well, because um, they oftentimes will only open one out of a series of three, and you don't really know if it's going to be the first, second, or third. But typically, mm-hmm. if you send three out of the three, um, you're going to get someone to open one of those. So mm-hmm. those are kind of the key things um, of the conversion part of it. And then, of course, cultivating is back again to using your social media, staying in touch with them, having ongoing emails that help them to learn more about your products and services and offerings and about your joint venture partners. You know, it's so important for people not to just talk about themselves, but to highlight other people that are industry leaders, um, right. leaders in their in their arena, to show um, that you understand what's going on in the broader picture in your business, in your industry, and that Mm -hmm. you're not just all about you because people will feel that even in the digital media coming towards them and that you are all about helping them and others. And with that goodwill comes an amazing amount of wonderful energy right Mm -hmm. back at you. Right. Well, and I tell people, you know, for, for example, in their social media posts, Talk about what's going on in the community. Um, you know, you, you, it's not just, hey, I went to this great meeting. It's, you know, here's a, a fabulous example of a chamber meeting that you might want to attend, or here's a good speaker you might want to hear. You know, it's all about sharing of that good information that people will find beneficial. That's so true. And it just really helps to build that relationship, which, as you were mm-hmm. saying at the very beginning, is critical to any of this stuff working. Um, it is, it's really, honestly, if we look at it, it's no different than what we've done for, you know, hundreds of years. Right. When, mm-hmm. you know, the, the guy in the Baghdad uh, souk went out with his uh, rug to sell it to his buddy, uh, he had to sit down and have three cups of tea before the deal was going to be done. That's just mm-hmm. how business has always done been been worked, and it's not really any different now. People like to do business with people that they know and that mm-hmm. they can trust, and and they move. They're much more likely to move forward with that. So we just have to understand that now you can actually build those same kinds of relationships in, in, in a different way, but no less important, vital, and tangible um, in, the digital, in the digital media. Uh, just a quick mm-hmm. example on that, um, using Twitter, uh, going to a conference, 
and tweeting about the conference. And then while I was there, three of my Twitter connections tweeted me back and said, oh, well, I'm going to the same conference. Let's hook up and, you know, go out for drinks. And had that, I never, this is a, you know, a thousand person conference. I never would have found mm-hmm. them in the crowd had that mm-hmm. not been going on. So in in some ways, the digital world is making us um, able to stay connected uh, with a much broader range of people. And I think mm-hmm. it's, it's quite fun and fantastic and very exciting right. times right. that we live in. Yeah. You know, I had the same thing happen. I'm going to attend a conference in Birmingham um, next month. And so I, of course, posted about it on Facebook. And several people said, oh, I'm going to be there, too. Let's make sure that we, we are in touch with each other. And, you know, it, it makes it fun. Um, you know, you have to be cautious and careful about that because you certainly don't want to be saying, hello, Mr. Burglar, my house is going to be unoccupied. But, you know, at the same point, it, it is a fun way to, to make sure that you're connected with people. Um, you know, I love when I go to Twitter. I don't use hashtags a lot, but when I'm at a conference, I go to Twitter and I use that hashtag. And, you know, I connect with everybody who is also using that hashtag, you know, and, and that's just a really good way to build a network because it, you, you have that common interest right there. Um, you know, that, and then you can expand on that. And maybe it's that they'll be a good business partner. Maybe they'll refer business to you. Maybe they're just a good person to go have coffee with. But it's a great way to really start building on all of that. And I think that's key to it. You really hit the nail on the head with that, Deb. It's important that people are, are thinking about this from the right perspective, that mm-hmm. their connections are need to be thought of in an open way of, First and foremost, what can I do to help that person? And then secondly, if they help me, I need to be aware that they may help me in some way that I never even thought was possible or Mm -hmm. that I might have even needed. But then because they were put there in front of me, suddenly they're solving a problem that I didn't think was really solvable. And it Mm -hmm. may have nothing to do with uh, direct business. And getting beyond Mm -hmm. that need and urgency about I must have that next deal right now and this person must be that or I'm not going to bother connecting with them Mm -hmm. um, is, I think, a big hurdle for a lot of people. Um, But I I, I hope that they will, over time, learn that there are some incredible benefits of just being open and magical things will happen and new business and new opportunities open, the doors open with, you know, the right kind of perspective that they go into this with. Well, and I always tell people, it's not always who you're connected with that's important. It's who they're connected with. Um, you know, that kind of comes back to Bob Berg, and he talks about, you know, endless referrals. It's, it's not the, the people you know, it's the people they know that they can put you in touch with. That's right. And being a go-giver thinking about right. how you can, you know, pay for it and, and not worry mm-hmm. about whether it's going to come back to you because it does. Um, paying attention to women in particular, I know, suffer from this particular malaise quite a bit in that we tend to, uh, we do give a lot and sometimes mm-hmm. too much and um, without thinking about, well, was, you know, am I going to be reciprocated to? And, and I was re- recently reading um, the book by Sheryl Sandberg, Lean, Lean In, which talks um, a great deal about how women's, the reciprocity for women is different than it is for men. When a mm-hmm. man gives, um, the other man that to whom he's giving some deal or some you know referral or whatever 
fully feels indebted to give back. But with a woman, because women are intended to be giving creatures and nurturing by nature, it's uh, a bit more expected that they're going to be giving, and the indebtedness factor is actually less, which Mm -hmm. I, I find that true and uh, a little alarming. So I caution women about um, being clear with their expectations about that. You know, hey, yes, I, I, you know, I know that Deb has got this great show and I'd love to introduce you to Deb. She may be interested in, in uh, doing a speaking engagement with you. And um, if you know someone else who does, who is out there looking for speakers, I would love for you to connect me with them. And now I'm not saying yeah. in that statement that I expect it like it's a mandatory, but right. I am being a little bit more clear about um, what, what I'm looking for as mm-hmm. my end of the deal. And I particularly yeah. would do that uh, with other male um, colleagues that I might meet Definitely. up with or connecting yeah. things to. But I, I think you're right. That's that's a really good point about how that whole circle comes, you know, comes back around. All about well, that. speaking of the circle, the clock circle has caught us. And we are, um, uh, we need to wrap up now. So, Patrice, one last time, tell, tell people how they find you. Yep, online at taylormadeemarketing.com is where you can find us. Perfect. Perfect, perfect. Thank you so much. For those of you who listen every single week, next week is a holiday, so I will be taking the day off. So catch me in two weeks. Again, Patrice, thank you so much. And everyone, have a fabulous day. Thanks, Deb. Thank you for being a friend. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.